0: more information about Mormonism and sexual abuse in Mormonism next on polygamy what love is this recently we revealed the film and the book under the banner of heaven which deals with Mormon fundamentalism and Brigham Young's blood atonement teachings. We also, in another program recently, uh, reviewed the Netflix series uh, on Warren Jeffs' of, uh, sweet, uh, Keep Sweet, Pray, and Obey, revealing the inner works of the FLDS, especially under the leadership of Warren Jeffs. Even though some people consider Jeffs a prophet of God, he is now serving a life plus 20 years in a Texas prison for his sexual assault on children. He is said to have had about 80 wives. Many of them were minor children. In the next few programs, we're going to discuss more about the sexual undercurrent of Mormonism, both in the LDS church and polygamy groups. Now, a former member of the FLDS polygamy group, and she was raised from the cradle under the dictatorship of Warren Jeffs, has a blog from which we are going to quote. And this information that she reveals it goes much deeper um, into how Warren Jeffs groomed and exploited young girls that he called plural wives, deeper than the the Netflix series went in the Keep Sweet Pray and Obey documentary. You can read this blog for yourself. The link is on the screen, but it's Brenda's Journey Blog dot dot and she has a lot of blogs there. But you can. Find the one on Heavenly Comfort, and you'll be able to read this yourself. If you're sensitive to this topic, sexual abuse, grooming, you probably shouldn't watch this episode. And certainly children should not be watching or listening. So we begin with the first quote from her blog. And by the way, Dorothy is our guest host today. (laughs) Earl is unable to come, and so Dorothy kindly um volunteered to fill in and take up the mantle here. I'm always glad to be I here. I always thank you, too.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, are we ready? Uh-huh. This is the first quote from this blog. The things I'm presenting I transcribed from Warren's own words in his own voice. I'm going to share some quotes from a lesson given by Warren S. Jeffs to a group of his wives. This training was given to a group of his wives about how to abide the fullness of the law of Sarah, and the ordinance of heavenly comfort. It begins thus.
0: And then we'll be quoting through some of these things as we go through, but they're, they're pretty horrendous, some of it. Now, this is Warren Jeff's lesson that he is teaching a group of his plural wives. Now, the polygamist, going clear back to Joseph Smith, called plural marriage the law of Sarah which involved specifically that the man's present wife or wives uh, would give him another wife and the new wife's hand would be placed by the other wives into the husband, the the groom's hands uh, that indicates that she willingly was giving her husband to another woman. And that's kind of icky, but that's what they refer to as the law of Sarah. Now, In this lesson, Warren Jeffs is adding to it. He's calling it something else. He's calling it the fullness of the law of Sarah and the ordinance of heavenly comfort, which in reality, both terms are merely referring to the pleasures of sex, as is explained in the next quote.
1: Now, I reveal to you what the Lord has required of me and this family. That the fullness of the law of Sarah is for quorums of wives to be with me, to assist me, to be a comfort. Yes, even physically, where more than one woman is with me at a time. When Sarah administered unto Abraham in the fullness of the law, she was with Abraham and Hagar sexually together, and that is the fullness of the law of Sarah. I came to this land of refuge at 1115 at night. There were seven ladies here doing a work, and they were ladies who had experience with me, who were trained. Most of them had witnessed heavenly sessions. They know of the all-consuming fire. They were unclothed. I had them put on their white robes.
0: Okay. So this is again... Making my skin
1: crawl already. I know. (laughs) Uh, And we just
0: started. (laughs) Warren Jeffs, in his perversion, changed the biblical account of Abraham's mistake in having Hagar, having a child by Hagar. And he makes it into Sarah and Hagar both having sex with him at the same time. Now, this is disgusting. It's blasphemous. certainly isn't in the Bible. Now, he used God as his scapegoat, as they often do, claiming God required this group sex, which he labeled as a quorum of wives. Jeff's taught this to girls as young as 12 years old. We continue the quote
1: starting in august this year when the lord was ready to scourge and destroy this people he required that i come to this land quickly and atone for the people the atonements have come to such a severity that i'm taken right close to death it is a heavenly justice administered and my ladies at the right moment are called to assist me and through their tenderness and in their wifely womanly ways are able to revive me I'm not to go into the hands of the medical people, for they would destroy me. And the Lord has appointed that my wives, who are filled with the Holy Ghost, can help revive me as that eternal heavenly justice is completed.
0: Now, if you know your Bible at all, you know that there's only one person who atones for the sins of the people. Now, he's taken that mantle, But it's not him, it's not Warren Jeffs, it's Jesus. He claims to be the one to save the people from being destroyed and that his wives will bring him back to health after he's been atoning and sick from all this atoning and that they'll do it through group sex. Now, by the way, his favorite wife was Naomi and she was his assistant in the grooming process
1: and during these sexual encounters. We continue. Many women thought, oh sexual relations is so wicked and so bad to be tempted that way, they only want to have a child and then never touch you. I'm telling you, celestial morals is, do all you do with the Spirit of God, your touch, your words, your all, to be directable. You don't allow the sexual desires and contacts to rule, you become a comfort and strength and receive comfort and strength. You have to know how to be excited sexually and to be exciting, to administer that comfort and strength, and you have to be able to assist each other. No one just stands around. Everyone assists, and you have to be prepared to be trained to do this against the time I would need your help, the Lord's help, through you.
0: Can you see the manipulation?
1: Oh, it's Mm -hmm. terrifying.
0: And it's terrifying to these young girls, too.
1: Uh, You can only imagine.
0: I can't imagine having to go through something like that myself at that age.
1: Well, no, and being told that this is—they have to be directable. They mm-hmm. have to be prepared. Yeah, that
0: manipulation to, to oh. be
1: manipulated, to be directed.
0: Yeah, yeah. Now, and 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 we hope that our viewers can see what's going on here. This brainwashing that Warren Jeffs was doing with these young girls, um, and this is all they know. You know, mm-hmm. when they're when they're brought into his quorum. They've been taught from the cradle that they will become a plural wife, and, but that it was the greatest privilege in all the world to become a wife of the prophet. And the prophet is the one who's doing this. He often referred to them as my ladies, even though many of them were only 12 to 17 years old. Next, he gave further instructions to these poor confused girls.
1: When I'm in a session and I call for you, very often I'll have you touch my hand or my head or my foot and your spirit will be discerned. The Lord will show me if he allows you to stay in the room. If you're not ready, you'll be sent out. Only those the Lord names can be with me, as I cannot allow people to be present who have unbelief, selfish feelings, jealousy, or fears, for they would drive away the heavenly powers." Mm -hmm. The work the Lord has for me to do is just too important to allow emotional wives to be with me, or doubting ones, or fearful ones, only those that are prepared. And you always come in my area already showered, already ready in case you're called to assist. This is a training of words with some works to break down your false traditions I repeat to you, this is not to be known. This is the Lord establishing among us the celestial law on earth in my family, because no other man is that marred servant called upon to go through the atonement. For other men to do this, the Lord not appointing it, they would lose their priesthood. Your wives would lose their place. If you were to do any of this direct, without my direct appointment, you could lose your place.
0: So again, you can see what he's doing, how he's directing their thinking oh, and their thoughts. It's, it is horrifying it how is. he's placing
1: himself in the position of the atonement that only
0: uh-huh. the
1: Lord's anointed yeah. Jesus
0: and and then do. And then threatening them oh. with all these threats if they either disagree with this or don't do it right yeah. or talk about be it.
1: Be ready. You can't be afraid. You can't be doubting. You can't be emotionally I mean, you have to be like an automaton mm-hmm. and a be robot. directable.
0: Yeah, a robot. Now, many of the girls felt uncomfortable during these sessions. You think? <laughs> <laughs> and because you're raised from the cradle to be absolutely right. chaste, you know. And so when they start having these group sex sessions, there there was a lot of discomfort. But because Joseph or jo- Warren Jeffs said it was pure and from God, they assumed that their own personal wickedness was the cause of their discomfort. Mm-hmm. And again, that is really messing around with their mind. I can't imagine the emotional and mental gymnastics that these girls would have to take place in their young minds. uh, And I often wonder how many of them ever received or were offered counseling to help Mm -hmm. them after Warren Jeffs was arrested and had been in prison. And all they have left is conflicting ideas, confusing emotions, guilty consciences, and ugly memories. And I would I would bet that none of them have had any counseling at all. A good, solid, safe mental counseling. Jeff's taught that once a girl was married, that she belonged to her husband's family after that, and she couldn't talk about any of this to her own family, especially her mother. Well, guess what he's trying to do there? Um, anytime there's secrecy, a red flag goes up. Jeff's built his walls of protection for himself, and again, he used God as a whip and as the cause of
1: their guilty conscience. There's more. He said, very few of my ladies have been allowed to be with me and assist me in the fullness of the law of Sarah. Most of the ladies know of this training, but very few have been allowed to assist me because it takes a heavenly gift present in you to be here.
0: So now they're special. If you get to do all this horrible stuff, you're special. Um, And and he would also warn them and threaten them that no questions or hesitations would be tolerated at the risk of being sent away, as he mentioned in in the earlier quote. And then they would not be allowed ever to participate in any of those sessions again. Now, to them, being sent away from the prophet is spiritual death. So that is a big fear in their own minds. He said that when a quorum of wives is present uh, and is called forth to administer, it was to be natural for them. It will, it, He said it will become so natural that they will be comfortable undressed around each other, as comfortable as they are when they're dressed around with each other. The writer of this blog had this comment about what she had written down.
1: She says, imagine a 12, 13, 14-year-old child in this situation. The man they believe is their prophet, who speaks for God, is giving them these instructions and warnings. They They are hundreds of miles from home, aren't allowed to contact with their mother or other family, and completely at the mercy of this man's vile desires.
0: And most of this took place at the YFC Ranch in Texas. Mm-hmm. Now, he had other compounds where it would also take place in, in those areas, but most of this particular incident was down there. And, of course, they raided the ranch and didn't, didn't uh, find the girl they were looking for, but they still found all the evidence they needed to put him away. Now, what we have just discussed is what most parents in the FLDS and other polygamy groups also do when they surrender their little girls to something like this, dirty old men. That's all it is. Warren Jeffs hasn't changed. He, he still has followers who believe he's wrongly imprisoned, who still pray for his release. And he continues to dictate to some degree from his prison cell. We asked one point um, in a previous program, why sexuality is such a Huge part of Mormonism. It definitely is a huge part of polygamy groups. We have a couple of quotes from a publication by John A. Widstow, who was a member of the Mormon religion, and he wrote this way back in 1915
1: Sex Among the Gods. Sex, which is indispensable on this earth for the perpetuation of the human race, is an eternal quality, which has its equivalent everywhere. It is indestructible. The relationship between men and women is eternal and must continue eternally.
0: Mm.
1: And eternity of sex It has already been said that sex is an eternal principle. The equivalent of sex, dimly understood by man, has always existed and will continue forever. Since sex then represents an eternal condition, the begetting of children is, coincidentally, an eternal necessity. Now, that raises some questions. Oh, but... (laughs) so many (laughs) oh yeah oh yeah sometimes i have to pick my way through to
0: see which ones i want to attack here but my question is why would a religious man of any religion be writing like this about sex now this was back in 1915 when they didn't bring things like this out in the open right and yet here he is writing like a religious man writing like this about sex he doesn't even quote from the
1: bible because nothing like this is in the bible no he says it's an eternal quality yeah. Which has its equivalent everywhere. Really? Right? Mm-hmm. Where did that come from? Mm-hmm. No, th- I'd <laughs> like to know. I don't see any footnotes going on here. A- but and what does it mean? It represents an eternal condition. The begetting of children is coincidentally an eternal necessity. Like,
0: Well, uh, you know, he might have, have been reading. to re- keep
1: having children because we're going to keep having sex.
0: Because, Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, remember Orson Pratt?
1: Yeah, oh, I do and remember. And all of these sexual <laughs> encounters reading, yes. God has
0: to have <laughs> in order to have as many populate his yeah. worlds. I think well, it still must have been
1: reading that book. So were women reading this book or only their husbands? Because that is it's utterly rational shocking. rational theology.
0: It, it's a theology. It, I guess if a woman was I, interested, in, I she can't imagine
1: that women would be reading this in 1915. But I can't men imagine should men, should men would.
0: would be speaking this way in 1915. <laughs> or writing this way. But Whitstow is a pretty important person Mm -hmm. uh, from early Mormonism. Now, uh, since Mormonism teaches that a man can become gods, or a god, uh, that they will, they also, Mormonism teaches they'll have eternal posterity, Mm -hmm. which all comes from Orson Pratt and early Mormonism. Obviously, they have to believe in eternal sex and doctrines that influence, uh, these kinds of doctrines, of course, will influence how a person thinks, how a culture behaves. And that's part of what we're going to be discussing the rest of this program and next program. There have been recent news stories that reveal more sexual aggression in Utah, and we're going to talk about a couple of them now. But we want to move forward um, from the FLDS to other polygamy groups first, as told by some of their victims. We've done a few programs about this in the past, and it never ends Stories are buried and then they come out and then new things happen and things are denied and then and then they're held in top secret. But the behavior doesn't stop. And that's why we continue to talk about it. James Harmston was the leader of a polygamy group in Manti, Utah, until his death a few years ago. Of course, he was a polygamist. And, of course, he married young girls. One of them was Rachel Strong. She was 43 years younger than Harmston. She didn't want to go to bed with him. So he wrote her a letter, and this is how it went.
1: Rachel, the facts are, whether you want to believe or not, the end is coming, and judgment will be executed in severity, especially for those who have broken their covenants. Mr. Harmston wrote, adding, for certain, I will deal with you in the future eternity.
0: And he signed himself, your husband king and priest. And he sent copies of the letter to five of his 18 wives. Uh, you know, another intimidation technique. Uh, yeah. And one of his other wives was Rachel's mother, Pauline. Now, we've talked about this in a previous program a long time ago, but it's relevant again uh, to mention again, relevant enough to mention again. Of course, when a perceived prophet writes these kinds of things and threats to you personally, they are terrifying to them, mentally mentally. They're bad. Harmston spoke in church one day and said that if any wife disobeyed him, he would send her to hell for a thousand years. That's terrifying coming from a prophet. Many former members of every polygamy group relate events of institutionalized or ritual abuse of women and children because men have supreme power. And it's not just physical and sexual abuse, as you can see from his threats to his per- plural wives, their spiritual, verbal, and emotional manipulation and abuse thrives in the polygamy groups. Benjamin Brown, who was born in the Allred Polygamy Group, it's also known as the AUB or the Apostolic United Brethren, he was raised on a ranch in Wyoming. In June of this year, 2022, he talked about what it was like to live on the Mormon polygamous compound at the Wyoming Ranch. He said that the Brown family moved into the ranch after some of his direct descendants moved there to start up a town, and it's called Lovell, Wyoming. Benjamin is a nephew of Cody Brown of the program Sister Wives. Most Mormon polygamy groups form into a united order, which is a very important part of Mormon fundamentalism. The AUB and the Wyoming community is no exception. The united order, in plain terms, is religious communism. We quote from some of Benjamin's experiences being raised on the compound in virtual
1: isolation from the world. Benjamin's grandfather lived there with his three wives and his father with his two wives. At any given time, there could be 20 to 30 people on the ranch, most of them being children. The family rarely went to town. The kids were all homeschooled. Everyone worked on the ranch. And the family went to church at a neighbor's house.
0: Okay, so now that sets the scene for some of this other stuff that he's going to be talking about. Now, it's not unusual in polygamy groups to keep their children isolated from society and, of course, indoctrinate them into their own unique religious system, which is designed to make them afraid to ever walk away from their group. Farm labor is hard labor. But hard labor is not the problem or the issue here, but the intensity and the purpose is the problem. And children have no choice but to provide free labor for polygamous farms and ranches. We continue with Benjamin's
1: experiences. When the Browns did leave the ranch, they had to be quiet, hidden, and go undetected. Benjamin was scared of the evil outside world. Due to polygamy being illegal in Wyoming, he was concerned that his father would end up in jail and he would be taken away from his parents. He said, given what happened later, it's probably what should have happened. Mm. Benjamin says, child abuse and neglect happened all of the time on the ranch. He described it as being part of the culture and that it's been normalized so much that no one questions it. I remember when we were being
0: groomed with all of this and we were threatened not to talk about polygamy because our parents would be arrested and thrown in jail. I wish they would. I mm-hmm. honestly did. And that's kind of what he's saying. It probably would have been better, it would have been better. if that had mm-hmm. happened. Um, one woman who left the Kingston Polygamy Group a few years ago, uh, she had been abused all of her life. And one day she was surfing the Internet and came across an article talking about the abuse she had been suffering. She read the article and in doing so discovered that abuse isn't normal. And then and she thought it was just life. That's just what life was. But she also discovered that the abuse she had suffered was illegal. But when all you know is what you've been told to believe and have been isolated from information and from the truth, from the law, you can't know what you don't know. And that's the sad part. That's why we do what we do. So the people who don't know can know if they happen onto our program. And that's what we want to do. And this is what more of what Benjamin said.
1: As an adult now, I can see it. That's one of the tricky things, that there is real harm happening. There is real child abuse. There is real neglect happening in these places. But it's of a nature that makes it very difficult for us to know exactly how to alleviate it. It's happening in a very different way.
0: Okay. Well, you know, when I read this, I thought, how many dozens of books... More have to be written that reveal the dirty little secrets hidden away in every polygamy group. How many more documentaries or how many more interviews, how many news specials, how much more of this has to take place before our communities finally get the message that polygamy is illegal and illegal activities and behaviors are taking place daily within these groups. How many more children have to be abused, how many more incest, how much more incest uh, will be taking, have to take place, how many more child rapes must happen before the law is finally upheld. But it's going the other way. Rather than making the law viable, they're discounting polygamy more and more. Benjamin talks about the labor trafficking on the Wyoming ranch.
1: He said that he was a victim of labor trafficking by his own parents on the ranch. Benjamin described AUB belief that the end is near and so that they need land for the righteous to seek refuge and gather. He said, so it was absolutely essential that they have as as much land, as big of a ranch as possible, but the problem was they weren't very good at making money on the ranch and the ranch wasn't really self-sufficient.
0: Well, the FLDS has been taken to court and found guilty of trafficking in child labor. It's too bad that the other polygamy groups aren't also brought to justice because they're all doing the same thing. They're all trafficking in child labor. He said the Brown family began baking bread. They weren't making money on the ranch, so they began to bake bread to sell to tourists in Yellowstone National Park during tourist season. He was paid 25 cents an hour and described the work as brutal The bakery had cement floors and industrial mixers and other heavy equipment, which caused injuries to the workers. He worked six days a week, sometimes for 15 hours at a time. In the busiest season, they would make over 2,000 loaves of bread a day, and he was a minor child. There's nothing wrong with legitimate business, but it's fundamentally wrong to exploit children, forcing them into illegal child labor and dangerous work environments with low or no pay all in the name of God. Next time, we're going to discuss some of the more recent investigations going on in Mormon, Utah, including ritual child abuse, sexual trafficking, and known child sex abuse that remain unreported by the LDS church itself. So that's the end of this topic today, and it's a difficult topic to get through.
1: It is, and what keeps ringing in my head as we were preparing to do this, Doris, is that Jesus said, Whoever causes one of these little ones yeah. to stumble, right? And that's an interesting word. It means to ruin.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Whoever sets one of these little ones up for a life of ruin. Better for him if he was never born. Yeah. Better for him if he was thrown in the sea with a millstone around his exactly neck. Exactly right? right. And these children are set up for a life of emotional relational wreckage
0: they are they are
1: intimidated
0: threatened god is what one of the big things that really bothered me after i started my own journey to the truth yeah. was how they use god as the whip oh he's the bad guy Any, anything mm-hmm. all these bad things that happen it's his fault because that's his will and i found out of course that's not true because god is good And that's when
1: we take refuge in the good and righteous judgment of God that Mm -hmm. will come.
0: Mm -hmm. That's right. Absolutely right. Thank you, Dorothy. We'll see you next time as we discuss more on this topic. You know, the book of Hebrews in the New Testament speaks of the difference between the old covenant brought by Moses and the new covenant brought by Jesus. It teaches us that the old covenant has passed away. It's gone. It's obsolete and it's powerless. It teaches us that the New Covenant is much better than the old. Christianity reflects the better things of the New Covenant and lists those better things. A better hope, a better covenant, a better mediator, better promises, better sacrifices, a better country, described as heaven, where we'll have a better life. And then it says that all this is better for us. Moses brought the law, that's the Old Covenant, But Jesus brought grace, and that's the new covenant. And Jesus is more important than Moses. He is the only mediator of the new covenant. It's not polygamy. Jesus did our works for us on the cross. All we have to do is believe God. And just like Abraham, God will credit our faith in him as righteousness for us. And it can't get better than that. Thank you for watching.
1: Or call us at one 800